0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 162 for the week of. What is it? Jan- January 29th, 2011. Check that out. January's gone, everybody. Bye-bye. Did you expect that?
1: hey, no, When did that happen?
0: I don't know when it happened, but it happened and it's gone, and we have to live with it. I'm sorry, people.
2: Hasta la. Bye bye.
0: I got a big show for you today, so that's good at least. Big show, big show. Yay, big show. Lots of do news. Do you ever come
2: on Do you ever come on and say I've got a small show for you today? Do you I, ever have. Do that? Yeah, I
3: have. Yeah, we have done that before.
1: Yeah, we've done yeah,
3: that.
2: Like the last 3 times in a row.
1: Yeah, like that one time where <laughs> we had 3 pieces of news for the entire week. Yeah. Nice.
0: So, I got a big oh, show for we you don't have today. Oh, that today. <laughs> yeah. Today's will be better. And the first thing is really freaking weird. Uh, I have no feedback. Nobody sent feedback. So first I need to tell you, oh you know, Sir Erdrich's right. I have no energy today. So we need to take a small break. Hold on. Entertain them, everybody.
2: Hi, I'm Emmanuel Marino. <laughs>
3: Sitting next to me is Anna Marie Newfield. <laughs> when I'm
2: feeling tired, I like to drink Coke Zero. It me right up.
1: I, hope I have he's getting no idea off. what Chris
3: is doing.
2: <laughs> now I know what Chris is doing. <laughs> it, has, it, has, it has great cherry Coke taste, but with zero calories.
0: All right. I got my bouncy ball. Now everything's going to be better. I got some energy in my voice, springing my step and my butt, and it's time to go. All right. Anna's still with me here this week. She's the last day of her visit. No, Anna's going to go home. She don't
3: want to go home.
0: But she's got to um, And then we have, uh, what? I've got Phil Willis on the line.
2: Salutations, felicitations, and jubilations.
0: I've got Emmanuel Marino.
1: I don't like Phil's catchphrase.
0: I'm sorry. And <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, John Yerworth.
1: I don't like Manny's catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your
0: host, Chris Privetier. Nobody likes any of my catchphrases either. And, uh, but I like your cheese. She likes my cheese. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, she had cheese curds last night. Wisconsin cheese curds. And they
3: weren't on Putin. It was like a unique experience.
0: That's right. For anybody who doesn't know Putin, it sounds disgusting, so don't try it.
3: No, it is fantastic. Are are you guys familiar with Putin at all?
0: Um, The President of Russia?
3: No. I think that's Putin. (laughs) But um, okay, so you take really hot fries and you put cheese curds all over them and then you pour mushroom gravy on top.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Wow, deafening
3: silence. Yeah. <laughs> it is we're fantastic. We're... It is so good cuz it melts the cheese and then you get like this cheesy gravy fry and it's no 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 no.
0: Yeah, sign me up for that one. It's good. Right. Numbers. <laughs> So, all right, I got no feedback this week, like I was saying, and so I need to ask you guys for feedback. So email us at podcast at rpgamer.com, call us at six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight, or send us an MP3 in your email, and we can play that on the show right here. Also, leave a message in our forums, and if uh, you know it's a good discussion topic or something, we'll read it right here on the show, and we love to do that stuff with you, so please send that for us for next week. But first, we've got news, so let's get right into it. The first story is about video games and cigarette-like warning labels, which is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard of. All right, so apparently... uh, This is so strange. I don't even know where to begin on this story. Uh, Oh, hold on. Yeah. Oh, it's not loading on my screen. So if Congressman Joe Baca gets his way, the story says, video games might one day carry warning labels on their packaging akin to the Surgeon General's warning we see on cigarettes in the U.S., Uh, so they, they, I don't know, they just have the, you know, it's going to be something like this warning, excessive exposure to violent video games and other violent media has been linked to aggressive behavior. Um, and of course people would argue that link and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, great.
4: You know, I uh, was listening to another podcast. I was talking about this and they mentioned that this got nowhere when the, when the, because he's a Democrat, right? So when the Democrats yeah. were in charge, this thing got nowhere. So now that it's in like a Republican Republican majority, this has even less of a chance to go anywhere.
3: Well, and I mean, the other thing that may be relevant to point out is that Surgeon General warnings on the cigarette packages work because cigarettes have been proven for what, like fifty years, that they're actually dangerous for you. We don't really have any good, definitive, you know, number of studies that say video games are definitely cause and correlation. We have a lot of people that are jumping to conclusions.
4: And for every one study that does say that this does cause aggression, there's like 10 others that say it doesn't. And it goes back and forth, back and forth.
3: Right. And it was sort of the opposite when a lot of these cigarette uh, studies were coming out, you'd have 50 studies that say, Oh, cigarettes are actually bad for you and we shouldn't be smoking them. And then you get two studies that are like, nah, you know, light cigarette use is fine and it's classy and blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah. So interesting stuff going on there. Uh, but uh, hopefully it won't go anywhere. Otherwise, we're going to eventually have to not play video games in public places. And then we won't be able to play them at bars. And then we won't be able to play them in our own apartments because it's a shared dwelling place. And then uh, <laughs> just get worse and worse, like all the smoking bans are going or something.
1: Well, I have to, <laughs> uh, my experience is that we're, um, you can put like massive warning labels on cigarettes. Does anyone who... Smokes actually pay attention to oh, the. Anna was telling care. me about
0: this th- to this morning. Apparently, I had these nasty ass warning labels in Canada on the cigarettes, and uh, they, you know, with like misformed fetuses and. <laughs> bad uh d- disgusting looking lungs and stuff they have pictures on the cigarettes so you know what they do people have cases for their cigarette packs so they don't have to look at the pictures and the stores just sell the packs with the picture side down so you don't have to look at them so <laughs> it doesn't do anything <laughs> she says it helped a little with like kids under 20 or something like that yeah like the
3: first couple years that these gnarly pictures came out there was like a, a serious drop in like the under 21 smokers but it was also the same time that a couple of the provinces put out laws that it's like you can't smoke within 50 feet of a high school sort of idea so i mean you know it, it's 50 50 which one worked
1: yeah because yeah, i, I know they were thinking about uh legislating to to do the, something similar in the uk but it never actually got anywhere um yeah, yeah. we, we all, all we have at the moment you know, is just a massive warning on one side of the package that says you oh, will yeah. die one, or something one like side that.
3: of the package is like all of the surgeon general's warnings and then the other side is this picture so, I mean, I think like, – like I was saying to Chris earlier, I think it's one of those ideas that it sounds really good in theory and then you put it on and you're like, oh, well, that actually doesn't work. Ugh, crap.
2: You know, the, and the funny thing is if, if you've been around for a, a while and keep it on the news – an eye on the news for a few decades. This this kind of stuff's been going on since when? The '80s, when they were trying to badmouth D and D into the ground because some kid killed himself and you know he had some D and D books in his closet or something. There's always some and, and of course the, you know the media ran with it and then the politicians took up the cause and tried to put some laws. Heck, actually this goes back to comic books back in the '60s and '70s. Uh, they they got uh, they tried to put warnings on comic books and eventually the uh, comic book uh, regulation company was formed to, to actually uh, put down rules and stuff for comic books so that Legislation itself, when to get involved, there's always some politician trying to make a name for himself by trying to put these things into place so that, you know, when it comes time for his re election, you say, See, I got warnings put on this. It's just silliness, it's pol- political agenda.
0: Hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the silliness continues in that Blizzard apparently thinks they've got a good strategy now for stopping gold sellers. So listen to this one uh, PayPal has been told to email uh, a bunch of their resellers and they're going to say the following. Actually, they've already sent this out to a number of the resellers. Quote, you were reported to PayPal as an intellectual properties violation by Blizzard Entertainment Incorporated for the sale of World of Warcraft merchandise. If you feel your sales do not infringe upon blah, 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 Should you choose not to object to the report, you'll be required to remove all World of Warcraft merchandise from the website in order to comply with the acceptable use policy. So the idea is PayPal's going to start um, shutting down accounts of gold sellers and this is apparently supposed to help work because paypal is the biggest gold selling money transfer service out there um i apparently they are ignoring the fact that you know they'll just find another one but uh here's hoping it helps with real money trade i guess i don't know that they've ever shut have that i don't know that the other games ever gotten paypal to shut down accounts like this i wonder how blizzard got paypal to do this cuz really it's not in paypal's best interest to do this I don't know why they are.
4: Hmm. Blizzard lawyers, Activision lawyers.
0: I, how? But it's not
2: PayPal <laughs> Because at fault. the moment,
3: you can use PayPal to pay for your uh, World of Warcraft account. And I think if the option was continue to let you know the potential 12 million customers pay via PayPal or get rid of the gold sellers, I think getting rid of the gold sellers was probably the least profit loss.
0: Hmm. Mm, Maybe. True. I don't many know how talks. many people use PayPal. But. No. Um,
3: Ian has for a long time. I, I mean, never have. Just
0: I mean, you because. usually need a good amount of account standing set up in order to use PayPal. And it seems no, like.
3: No, not at all. I mean, Ian basically set up his PayPal account and started paying WoW with it.
0: Yeah, but you need like a credit card or a bank account. And so if you have yeah, that stuff, I mean, you can already pay for but WoW. But
3: without
2: a credit card or not a bank necess- account.
3: Well, I mean, if you have a bank account but no credit card, PayPal is the perfect way to pay. And it's easy to get your bank account validated. Well, except for your, if you're a Canadian with U.S. funds account, mutter 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 mutter.
1: <laughs> okay. Or or deb, debit cards work as well.
3: Right. That's what we're talking about. It's a it's a debit card attached to a bank account. Hmm.
0: Okay. So they're going to shut this down, and uh, apparently they haven't said it to all the resellers yet. But uh, apparently major resellers. So we'll see if that makes a difference. I mean, wow, really is not the game I think of when I think of problems with RMT. But uh, uh, what is was the game you think of? Uh, the one Anna was telling me about earlier this week uh, that she couldn't even <laughs> review because it had Silk so much Silk
3: Road Online. What's it called? Silk Road Online. <laughs> So for those of you who'd like to check out a game that is riddled with RMT, check out Silk Road Online.
0: Yeah, that sounds like (laughs) a selling feature right there, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Maybe not check that out so much. Uh, Instead, you can sit here and wait for Old Republic from BioWare and play that instead. Except it's not coming out by April anymore. Big shock, everyone. A BioWare game was delayed. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh I God, know. I feel <laughs> lied to. We're now looking at September, uh, and uh, that's that's all we know. It's just going to be December or September, rather September, and uh, I bet we'll see that delayed again. But you know, who knows? No, nobody cares, though, huh? Wow! <laughs>
3: <laughs> no playing this
0: game. So not, wants- I'm
3: still, I'm
2: still so shocked. I'm speechless. I just, <laughs> man.
0: Well, that's fine. Um, maybe instead of playing the old republic which i feel sad just passing over so quickly but i'm honestly uh, you know, i'm not excited about it either
2: <laughs> no but you know and I, and i'll say i mean they're just they're just shooting themselves in the foot the further they push off the old republic the the the, the more the hype goes down and You know, you can't. No, 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 no.
3: The problem is never announcing a game and letting it rot. The problem is announcing a game and giving it a release date and then having to push it back because that is your momentum. I mean, this is the one thing that Blizzard does really, really, really well in regards to their MMO strategy and in regards to their game game release strategy in general. Never announce release date.
0: Mm -hmm. It works.
3: It's fantastic. Why don't more companies do this?
0: Because they don't have the op- the option of just delaying games, inevitably they have to make quarterly goals for their public reports. Um,
1: and pub yeah, publishers are real. Uh, you know, they've got an obligation to get a game out for a publisher's date. They I think much Blizzard is given it.
0: that slack because um, the they're decision Blizzard? was made that their profits are higher without it. But they're one of the few that they can trust that with.
1: Yeah. It's I mean cuz basically cause what happens is if you give um say you give a company um uh control over the um sorry Say you give the developers controlling of the control the money of the development you end up with a you could end up with a 3D realms situation with Duke you can forever cuz the guy cuz when they were when they were fund, when they were funding that um it was the developers funding it so there was no like publisher impetus to get it released. Yeah, it and just... Boiled
0: in the chat room makes a good point. If you're trying to um, pull the rug out of a competing MMO launch by uh, announcing your MMO will have a launch date like right near it or slightly after it, you might want to announce that date so that people know that, hey, um, I could just wait ec- two extra weeks and get this game I know is going to be better.
3: Cough, cough, 14, cough, cough?
0: Um, uh, I don't think WoW... Actually cared about fourteen when they announced their release date.
1: I well, think was they... there another MMO around the same time? DC Universe Online, maybe? Because no, that, that originally... was a lot later.
0: Actually, that didn't come didn't, out till around the first of the year.
1: Yeah, but its original release date was December tenth.
0: Oh. Yeah, they pushed it. Yeah, that's. They good pushed
1: it back into. They pushed it back into January. Mm-hmm. But originally, it was either December third or December tenth. I can't remember which. Yeah, that but... was a good idea. So yeah, they
0: got stomped. Poor, poor DCU. oh, oh whatever. whatever. Uh, what am I thinking of? Oh, the next story. That's right. It, because it's about Magica. Wow. So, uh, just such a silly name, Magica. Whatever that is. It's a. Uh, it's a multiplayer RPG. Came out this past week. And uh, it's out on like Steam and stuff. You can buy it on MagicaGame dot com or something like that. Some site that sounds like that. And uh, came out and apparently was really freaking buggy. Did any of you guys try this one?
3: No, I've been but I've got... I am waiting. I, um, I, I have got it.
2: Friends who are playing it, and I've got some close friends who are playing it, and they haven't they haven't really run into the issues with the bugs. So Though you know, I've seen those on you know the news things online and stuff about them. Ah.
0: Well, uh, they're doing a couple things to help stem the bad PR from this. One, they're releasing a ton of patches to fix it. And two, they're offering free DLC for those who purchase the game before January 31st.
3: I believe that they're doing literally a patch a day at the moment.
0: Wow, Wow. that's impressive. Uh, So, let's see. Yeah, we also got news that... Big old patch was uh, put up. You could see the details on our site. And you could try the game out. It's only $10 game. So really, if you're going to have a buggy launch of a game, a $10 game is a lot more acceptable than a $60 game. Um, hey,
2: Chris. Yeah? Have, have we talked about this game in a recent previous show as far as the mechanics and stuff behind it?
0: No. Do you know when, about it? Can them? I give it a
2: quick plug? Yeah, yeah please do. Um Basically, Magicka, when you're looking at the game, if you're looking at the gameplay footage or anything like that, it looks like a typical action RPG. You're playing some mages who can cast a wide variety of spells, and you'll see in a lower left-hand corner, there's eight different spells uh, you can pick from. What's interesting, though, is that Magicka doesn't really have like an experience point system where you get more powerful, you start out weak and get more powerful. Um, What it is is... Um, by combining these eight different spells in different ways, you create different effects. For example, if you combine fire and ground, you make uh, an explosion type of thing. And it's learning these things on the fly that, where the difficulty and the learning curve actually comes in. Because if you mix water in the right way, you might heal yourself. Mix it a different way, you might throw an icicle at an enemy. Um, like one of them, I think Lightning Bolt, for example, the way it works is it strikes the tallest character. Well, it, that's great if you're fighting a dragon. But if you're not paying attention to your surroundings and you're fighting a bunch of short goblins, guess who's going to get fried? It'll be you. Yeah, that's
3: actually an important point to bring up actually maybe first. Friendly fire.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. It is is a friendly
3: fire game.
2: Very friendly Mm -hmm. fire. And so what it is is that you actually – your character progresses through the game, not through experience points or leveling up, but through you slowly mastering these combos as you go through the game because you are going to kill yourself and your friends over and over again. But that's actually kind of fun and hilarious and that's why it's kind of a multiplayer party type of game. But it's definitely something you want to check out because it's just kind of original in its approach. I've never really heard of a game that you know, approaches it this way. So, I mean, if you've played through the game before and you know all the spells like the back of your hand, you're going to start out this game already fully, quote-unquote, powered because you're, you're just going to know how to play the game. But for, for newbies um, playing with their friends, it's just learning as you go along through trial and error and, and trying to think on the fly and uh, frying your friends and yourself <laughs> over and over again on accident as you learn. So it's a, it's a really great premise, and, and my friend uh, who's playing it, has been enjoying it so far.
3: Um, I don't want to... The, the magic system uh, of combination is definitely unique, but I, I don't want to say the whole Friendly Fire thing is unique, particularly considering yeah. the number of times... Chris threw me in the lava this week!
0: Yes, a lot. Jerk. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's, uh, does it use any... Um, what sort of matchmaking does it use for multiplayer? Does it have any at all? or?
0: Uh, Steam. Steam. It looks oh, like yeah, Steam. some sort of Steam, Steam thing. Yeah. Anna was saying this is one of the first games that requires you to download Steam play or something. I I don't have the details on that. I thought all games that were gonna use Steam works like that requires you to download all of Steam, but um yeah. So apparently you need Steam in some way, shape, or form. So excuse me. Sorry, I'm I'm posting a funny picture of Anna to my Facebook right now, so that's why I'm a little distracted. <laughs> i should be focusing on the podcast so much to do today uh including wondering what the heck is up with atlas's decision to bring over divinity 2 the dragon knight saga to north america on 360 so this is a game that's been out on pc here for a while so they're going to bring out um divinity 2 and its expansion flames of vengeance in this uh, 360 version called divinity 2 the dragon knight saga so it's the two games Remastered, enhanced in almost every way over the original 360 game and ha- incorporates community feedback, improved visuals, an overhauled interface, and expanded content. And I ask you this, all you people who are PC gamers first, don't you feel s- kind of crappy about not getting the better version of the game?
2: Yeah, usually uh, it usually works the other way around. Usually these games come out on the Xbox first and then on the PC through Steam we'll get a better version with some enhanced quest or visuals or something like that. Uh, It's kind of funny. It's working in reverse. But do I feel bad about it? No, because everything I've read about Divinity 2 really doesn't make me really want or get excited about the game anyways. I think I got it on the Steam sale for like two bucks, but I haven't even bothered to download it yet.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, is it possible that this enhanced version is already on? Oh, I can't keep this stuff straight. So Divinity 2 came out like over a year ago, and it looks like... You know, I think I have the story wrong. I think Anna led me astray. I think there's already a a PC version of the Dragonite Saga.
2: Is the Dragonite Saga? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one I... I'm, yeah, I mean, if it's just the Dragonite Saga with no other perks or anything like that, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I got. Let me just take a look. Yes, I got Divinity 2, the Dragonite Saga here on my Steam account. I just haven't downloaded or installed okay, it yet.
0: so that just means you get the game and the expansion, probably.
2: Expansion, mm-hmm. Okay.
0: But it doesn't necessarily mean you get all the improvements that atlas is making
2: you're right that's what it sounded like that like uh. they're going to make some special enhancements and stuff before it goes on a 360
0: did atlas publish it on pc as well mm, i don't think so I, let me i'm just going see. to their website and their atlas published in the corner.
2: published by focus home interactive
0: what okay i see uh. okay all right so I'm going to divinity two or divinity two dash rather, and like the Atlas logos in the upper corner, it's in the lower left, and then it says logos for PC, 360, and Xbox Live. So, and then there's the Focus Home Interactive. Oh, this is so freaking confusing!
2: Wow, sweet mercy! This the expansion by itself is 40 bucks on Steam. I'm glad I I got the whole bundle together on Super Steam Sale for like 10 bucks or something incredible. Oh, like.
0: I wish I had. Hmm. Uh, that sucks. But you bought it, you're not even interested in playing it, are you?
2: Well, it's not that I'm not interested, but you know right now i'm I'm kind of you know playing other games at the moment it It's just not super high up on the list, but i, I mean it w- I was interested enough to go ahead and pay the ten bucks um and i you know I will get around to it and play it and download one day it, It's just not like it's not like the top top thing on my list
0: hmm. It is very, very confusing. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm looking through their forum post on this to see if there's any constructive comments to help us. And the best I've found so far is Woo! Wow! Whoa. And I don't think that's going to be very helpful for us.
2: Ooh, three <laughs> exclusive sets of armor through Steam. I wonder if I got these guys when I bought it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Probably. The
2: Annihilator set blue armor. Incredibly tough and durable. And it sounds
0: like the 360 version comes with a soundtrack if you pre-order it from GameStop in the U.S.
2: Oh, man. Hey, one of my friends want this game, too.
0: Hmm. Well,
2: they're not going to get it while it's full price, that's for sure. Boy, thing costs an arm and a leg.
0: I don't Wait, Wait for,
2: if you're going to buy this on PC, wait for, like, next Christmas or Thanksgiving when they offer the whole thing for 10 bucks. Man. What?
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. They but want you 40 get...
2: bucks. 40 they want 40 bucks for the expansion and 50 bucks, so 90 bucks if you're you talking about to the
0: PC them. game, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really hasn't gone down. I mean, except for the sales, but yeah, 50 plus 40 is 90 if you want them both.
0: Aram, we need help figuring out what the heck's the difference in your version versus the PC version because this post doesn't help on your guys' website here. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm laying the gauntlet down to Atlas to make this un- easier to understand
2: contrast In, we want to see
0: contrast is there like a press release somewhere that i missed Ugh. oh well mm. i don't remember getting one and Aram's usually good about sending out press releases mm. Mm. okay well we'll just keep moving on uh to <laughs> mm. another you know, game I, that everyone's really excited about
2: <laughs> i mean i could tell you what steam says but it's all pc related they're not talking about the xbox version
0: yeah, I, need, I want some compare and contrast between the upcoming Xbox version and the current PC version to see what's different.
2: Ooh, Nightmare Difficulty has been added. Yeah, they can keep their Nightmare Difficulty levels. To so the
0: 360 version?
2: No, to the PC version. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, what am I going to say? Uh, oh, wow. OnLive says I can try a beta of just playing as many games as I want for free. That's cool. Do it, do it. Do you guys, it, get, do you guys in, get into that beta? Hmm. No, I'm not, no. That's interesting. Let me. I got too many games
2: through Steam. I've already got more games that I can play.
0: Yeah, and online selection isn't really all that great, is it? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No, the answer is no. I'll, no. I'll answer that no. one for you. No. The answer is no. no. Chris,
2: so, your answer is no.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> to compete with that, let me tell you about the best game of the year so far apparently two worlds two <laughs> i don't even know where to start here so michael cunningham our very own michael cunningham uh <laughs> picked was sent a copy of two worlds to the royal edition which is really hard to get by the way if you didn't pre-order already it's really hard to find that um so two worlds Two, the royal edition he got it and he says he's really enjoying it oh which, nice yeah so, what does That's this mean? That's a
2: pleasant surprise.
0: The world is ending, right? Two Worlds 2 it is, is, like, it is. good?
2: <laughs> yeah, um, Two Worlds 2 is good. Holy cow, stop the presses.
0: Manny, you didn't think this game was going to be good, right? The first one wasn't
1: very good, was it? It was just, like, no. a bed oblivion bleeding no. clone.
0: everyone hated the first one.
1: No, everyone, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, think, think, I think the first one became the punchline to a joke about wallpaper paste. <laughs> wow. Uh,
0: apparently the second one better according to Michael so far. We'll have to see how the, all the reviews pan out. Uh, the game's out right now. So you can, well, is it out or is it not out? This, I don't understand. The game's like out, but not out at the same time. I just don't get it. So like I can pre-order the PC version on Amazon.
3: It's out in Europe.
0: And I can get the console versions right now. So I think it came out on console right. the, first. The
3: PC version was delayed for some reason.
0: Mm. Oh, well. So that's that's what's up with that. And uh, they've got that nice royal edition, but good luck finding it. And that's all I'm going to say, because I'm going to make you go read Michael's impression, because you're wondering, how the heck can Two Worlds 2 be good? Well, you're going to have to go find out. But uh, I got a hint that it's probably partly due to the magic system.
4: I did enjoy watching his um, his uh, unboxing video of the collector's yes. edition.
0: And in that, yeah, in that article at the bottom, we've got an unboxing video of the collector's edition. So you can see what came in it, and then you'll want it, and then you won't be able to get it. So good luck.
1: Hey, <laughs> sounds like, sounds like a good plan.
0: Yeah, let's see. Uh, someone's got it for sale for PS3 on Amazon for ninety nine ninety nine. The collector's edition. So
4: that's a steal.
0: I want the PC. You. Here's what I don't like. is like, how do I get the PC Royal Collector's Edition? I don't think they have one. It's like, what the, what's up with that? What's up with that? What is up with that? Like, why would you not have a PC? For, this is, isn't this like mostly a PC game? Am I missing something? Is it not? Probably. Oh, I'm so confused about PC games nowadays, sometimes. Uh, here's one that is a PC game for sure. Magic the Gathering Tactics Live. Or, no. Live is not part of the game. I don't name. I don't know why I got confused. Magic the Gathering Tactics. So this is the game where you get to play um, kind of a tactics based, grid based battle system kind of strategy RPG with Magic the Gathering creatures, and you put together a deck so that controls you know what you're going to get a chance to um, you know meet and or excuse me use while you are uh, playing the game. And so you fill out your deck, and those are the creatures you get while you're playing the fight. And I guess it's kind of like forming your party, and you play it online. And if you want to get newer and better creatures, you can buy card packs. And, you know, just like Magic Works, it's collectible. There'll be rare creatures and common creatures, and you'll build up your party based off that. It is free to play, however... So I think you can get a bunch of cards and stuff and keep playing the game as long as you want without having to pay any money if you don't want to, and then you know the booster packs are if you want to kind of enhance your experience and look for more rare creatures. So that's out and now. Have any of you guys tried it?
1: Uh, I did the tutorial on the first mission, I think. That's about it. What you think? Um, well, it's got an interesting concept. just the, this uh, something about the um, like the, the character animation that just seems a bit off. Okay, it's a bit sort of it's a bit rough around the edges, sort of visuals wise. I mean, the system itself is quite solid, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it it might not look look as good as some other games you could potentially play at the moment. That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, well, that's too bad. But uh, so. it is free to play. Yep, yeah, it is free, free to, to play, buy. So. Oh, you, there's no buying. You just download it. So you can go check that out now by going to like MagicTheGatheringTactics.com, I think. And it'll yeah. put in a browser plug-in, and then it'll let you play the game. And then you're good to go. Uh, okay, so try that out. Let us know in the forums if you guys are liking that. If you want to start doing some... Uh, I-, I assume there's multiplayer on this, right? Yeah, from quick games to tournaments. So maybe we could have an RP Gamer tournament. That could be cool. I'd actually yeah, like it uses, to do that. It,
1: it uses, yeah, it uses the same... Uh, it uses um, Sony, Sony Online's launcher system. So yeah, there's. Hmm. There's there's, there's most definitely a multiplayer component.
0: That'd be sweet if we could do that. RP Gamer Magic Death Battle. (laughs) No?
1: (laughs) Maybe without the death. Yeah, maybe
0: without the death. Hmm. Okay. We'll do it without the death then. Uh, Can we do like cake or death? Tea and cake cake or death? death? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take cake, please.
3: But we're all out of cake.
0: So my choices are or death. That's right. Uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you for that Eddie Izzard moment. Uh, (laughs) If you're tired of listening to us, which I imagine some of you may be at this point in the show, I've got a good suggestion for you. Um, Camp out for Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles. Just go right right to your retailer right now. Get out your chair. Bundle up because it's cold out. And uh, camp out for Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles because it has a date. And that date is February twenty second, 2011. Uh, people love these Ease games. Michael Cunningham, I know, loves them a lot. And they did pretty well on our Game of the Year podcast. And uh, the, uh, you know, th- this is the, the next one in this uh, series of releases from XSEED. And this one comes with a soundtrack if you buy the physical version. And you can enjoy all that stuff. So go pick that up. Again, another game Absolutely, that none of the people right. on the show play.
2: <laughs> nah, Ease, Ease has been, you know, Ease is a fun game. I mean, I mean, especially if you're looking for a break from the traditional RPG approach of long, um, some, sometimes tedious grinding games and whatever have you. Ease just kind of throws you in and it's very action-based, running around, kind of like Zelda, a little, uh, little bit on speed. So definitely check them out.
0: Zelda on speed.
2: Zelda on speed.
0: Got it. Um,
2: Especially on the, the PSP games have been really fun.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then we can talk about... So this is cool. Uh, we finally have details about the Shimigami Tensei game that was announced for 3DS. And it is... Overclock. Overclock. That's right. So Shimigami Tensei, Devil Survivor Overclock, coming out in this summer uh, in the U.S., and it is a, what is it? It's it's an enhanced port of the game that was on the DS in 2009. And the enhanced part is full voice acting and an additional ending. And a new eighth, character, uh, eighth chapter, excuse me, and higher resolution graphics. So that's a pretty good enhanced port. Adding voice acting? That's not normal. Is this going to make any of you guys give this
1: game a try? If I get a 3DS? maybe you get a
3: 3DS. Well, I'm I'm planning on getting a 3DS. I'm I'm still deciding if I can budget in at launch. But, um, yeah, I I really liked um, Double Survivor. I just haven't had the opportunity to finish it. And if this is so much better, then I'm just going to wait and play it on the 3DS.
0: Yeah. So I've heard good things about this game, but I heard it's also the weird one. So however that works. Uh, So, yeah, it's cool. And uh, the three the three th- no not the three DS, but the DS action continues with Pokemon. that's my uh, Pokemon theme rendition for you, just the baseline. That,
3: that was pretty terrible. that's
0: bat's really Zelda, isn't it? that's Zelda. Pokemon is anyway. like anyways
1: moving swiftly on, i
0: could do the pokemon theme i know i could i want to be the very best oh wait not no just <laughs> shut up
1: stop talking right now my ears all right fine
0: pokemon uh this is this is a big story that was scooped i think first in nintendo power um probably because it was an exclusive for their own magazine and then uh, everyone else ran with it so big news about pokemon black and white in the u.s Number one, triple battles, which probably isn't news if you've been following the Japanese version, Uh, but uh, triple battles involve, uh, you know, have three Pokemon, and so the Pokemon in the middle can attack any of your opponent's three Pokemon. The Pokemon on the sides can only attack the one on the same side as them and the one in the middle. So that adds some strategy to Pokemon battles, having a three-way attack. Uh, And also, there's some multiplayer cool stuff. You can enter multiplayer from anywhere in the game using an item. You don't have to go back to the Poké Center. Yay. And you can uh, use a you can exchange French codes instead of having to type them in. You can just uh, link your systems gather, together over infrared and just exchange French codes. And on the Wi-Fi battle system, you can do random matches for the first time in a Pokemon game. Now that's cool. Random matchmaking on Pokemon, yay! This is what a lot of people wanted. Instead of this stuff where you were just downloading like copies of their team that the computer played against you, now you get to randomly. Go up against people who've hacked their games to have terribly powerful Pokemon. And won't you feel good about that? Right?
1: No? Is this not (laughs) what was
0: been missing from Pokemon? Random Wi-Fi battles?
1: Uh, I must admit, I didn't play multiplayer that much outside of... Well, there wasn't uh, much
0: to play if you didn't have somebody near you. Right. Yeah,
3: right, I mean, 99% of the multiplayer that I've used has been trading, mostly because I'm trading with people that I really like and don't necessarily want to fight, so, you know. Yeah, I... Or I go visit Michael and we trade because his Pokemon are 50 levels higher than mine.
0: Anna is calling us from a shower, apparently. I don't know how that's working. Sorry. She's cooking. Um, I don't know why. So she's cooking during the show. So that's that's the noises. Yeah. Um, but yes, so that's that's Pokemon for you, and are you guys going to be
1: picking this up on launch? Um, I'm still thinking about it.
0: You're... I'm getting white. <laughs> so, yes for her. <laughs> Manny, you Pokemon guy? Um, hello, hello? Yeah.
4: Oh, I yeah. wasn't muted. Okay. <laughs>
2: uh, no, probably
4: not.
0: Not a Pokemon guy. Okay, and uh, Phil, what about you?
2: Not a Pokemon guy. Oh, okay. No, not unless I will say that there's a tiny bit of a chance that the visuals are really um, are really good. I mean, my big problem with Pokemon games is that over the decades, is where they've been out now. It's not so, Pokemon. It's, Don't say it's that. Pokemon and and they're terrible. Go they've never up. Say. They don't upgrade. It, it's like you're playing an RPG that was made ten years ago as far as the visuals and stuff are concerned and the and the pacing and stuff. If it gets upgraded and it looks cool on a three DS, I might plunker down for it. Might yeah, I will we'll say see. that though.
4: If there's like some radical new gameplay system with the three DS and everything's been really upgraded, I might come back.
2: Yeah, I mean if it actually looks like a game made in the you know, that should have been made in the twenty first century instead of just a colored version of a Game Boy game, yeah. <laughs>
4: I don't, I don't care so stuff. much about the visuals. I just want new gameplay systems.
2: Yeah, and something that's actually faster. Not, not not a battle system where it takes five minutes for me to beat a Pikachu that's ten levels under me. Makes me crikey. You're not very
4: super also- effective, are you, Phil?
0: Yeah,
2: no.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not very super effective. That's <laughs> wow. I can't believe you guys did that. All right. <laughs> I need to move on to a new story. <laughs> How about Final Fantasy Type-0? Did you guys hear about the new details on Final Fantasy Type-0? Uh,
4: yeah, apparently it's not a Monster Hunter clone. Wow. Really?
0: That's all I know. No, that's all you know, okay.
4: <laughs> Mac tweeted that. It's like, ooh, not a Monster Hunter clone, in your face. That's what he said. Was
0: it supposed to be?
4: And some things look like it. The way you saw it, like four characters together finding like, one big enemy. and sort of looked like they were free-roaming around.
0: Say that again. Like four running.
4: characters running around on a big field yeah. try, trying to kill, like, one big enemy at a time.
1: Hmm. How's, like, how's that, that a Monster Hunter clone? Hmm? How's that a Monster Hunter clone? You never played Monster Hunter? No. Okay.
4: So, Phil, it's <laughs> no.
0: So, <laughs> game,
3: you have a creature and there's a big enemy in front of you and there's no health bars for anybody – and, and there's no – so what you have to do is you have to play by tells. So if something is actually effective, there will be a tell on the monster in some fashion. If you are getting damaged, if they are getting damaged, there will not be you know, a blinking red button saying you're at low health. You know, you're going to be sweating and drooping and the enemy is going to be bleeding or moving in a funny fashion.
1: Right. Okay.
4: So, Chris, well, yes, how about yes. the type zeros.
0: Uh, so we've got uh this story about uh final fantasy type zero here and it says amongst other things that i can't click things fast enough there we go kitase and tabata talked about um well anna's already said it right you know the new battle system and the story uh you, you go read the story about it but the what what do we got uh from the you know, assigned to different battlefields, fourteen playable characters, three use in combat at one time. Multiplayer can be considered during battles. Uh players do not have to have the game do not have to play the game with others. The game's equally as robust as the multiplayer option. And the game is not to be continuously played in multiplayer mode, indeed only being available as brief three minute intervals. So, you know, they've got this multiplayer plug in component, so isn't that neat? So my question is, does this make everyone happy to play this?
1: Mm. I, I personally would. I want to. I want to see more. Info, uh, more information first. Yeah.
0: Uh, they they seem to only reveal like the smallest parts of details, and it's like this is, doesn't tell me anything about whether or not this game's a piece of crap or not. And that kind of <laughs> bugs me. Am I being too cynical here? Possibly. I know. Well, I think this would yeah. be a really cool PSP
4: two launch title.
0: Oh, we did it again. So I was looking for more details on this, so I clicked the Andrea Sang link we have in the bottom corner, and we are the only site on the internet who 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 does this and I hate it. Um we don't link to the story that we got this from. We just link to and- andreasang.com. It's like so now I have to spend an extra like 10 minutes looking for the damn story that I just wanted more details on. Why can't we just put the link to the story in it? Oh, I hate that so much. If you ever hey, come to st- work for RP yeah. Gamer, please um lobby for me. That we change that and start linking to the actual source story. Why all don't right? you
3: just talk to Becky?
1: I have. They don't. Uh, like me. It was. It was. Oh, well. And it was Sam who wrote it. So. Yeah.
0: Well, Becky's a, a, in the in charge of news. But yeah, whenever I have brought that up, I've been shot down. And so we need. We need. If you are a user and you want that feature, email um, news at rp gamer and say, "Hey, do that for us, please." Because man, that bugs me. All right. So. Uh, all right. So. We don't know much about Type Zero, even though they're like, we've given you details. And it's like, those those aren't, those aren't a lot of details. So, how about five, Versus 13? Did we learn more about that? We know there's a guy named Prince Noctus. We know he travels with friends. We know there's a female protagonist named Stella. And we know the combat system's party based, maximum size of three. Uh, You can have different attack capabilities and flavors for each character, like uh, only Noctis can use all the weapons. Other characters are specialists, like a gun specialist and stuff. You can steal tanks and armored vehicles and and cars and ships, and there's chocobos, of course. And uh, the battle interface showed in the trailer that just came out, uh, which, where do we find that trailer? Where can we point people to for that trailer? Because I've been looking for it. I can't find it. Where's that trailer?
4: YouTube? Uh YouTube? I thought it was taken okay. down by YouTube.
0: Yeah, was so. It? Oh. So nobody knows where the trailer is. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. Not, not at the moment. I don't, anyway.
0: Well, there's one that was just put up uh, 24 hours ago. Maybe this one's good. Uh, let's see. It's like six and a half minutes. It's called Vinyl Fantasy versus XIII HD Trailer. So that's probably it. Uh, let's see if there's a trailer. That is it. Um. Yeah, there's battle system at the end here. So, if you if you're listening to the show and it's uh hasn't been taken down yet, you can go check it out. And it looks like uh very actiony based battle system instead of traditional. So, kind of not final not final fantasy 13, but not traditional final fantasy and not a normal action RPG. So, figure that out and good luck. And uh lady riding a harpoon or something. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Oh, she was a dragoon, like falling down with her sword, and now she's gonna fight the guy. Sweet, looks cool, because you know that's what they do—they make games look cool, right? No, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I can't well, even get—I can't even get a. Yeah, that's certainly what Square does to help me out here. <laughs> I love Square Enix. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, and uh, you yeah, know, go read the read the story for more details. But that's uh, there's more info out about Versus thirteen. Enjoy that, I guess. And, and keep uh, waiting yeah, for when have, it comes I think out. P- Never.
1: Yeah, I think the only piece of information that people really want is, when is this going to be released? Uh, Never. No, yeah, until like in a year or two, right? I
0: can tell you that Hunted Demon Forge will be out on June, 3rd, or June 1st. Does that help you? Because that's all I know. So no. <laughs> I, I got nothing on Versus thirteen and type zero, but I do have stuff on Hunter the D- Demon Forge. If you're in Europe, for you, Quinn, it'll be June third.
1: Oh no, a delay of two days. Yeah, I don't
0: know how you'll deal with it. Uh <sighs> made by the same people who made the Bard's Tale. Um I wonder if like the original Bard's Tale or the remake Bard's Tale. Probably the remade. Hmm. Anyway. So that's the it's the co op RPG action RPG game on three sixty and stuff, so Go check that out. And it's being published by Bethesda, but it's not developed by Bethesda, so there's a chance it won't have bugs. <laughs> we'll see if that works. Step. Yeah, and we'll see how that goes. Anyway, a lot of people are excited about that game. Um, I think it'll be in a nice uh, change of pace for people who want, you know, multiplayer. Be, you know, all these shooter people have had co-op games to play with their friends on Xbox Live, and us RPG players, what have we got? Nothing. Well, this is a game for us. Now we can play co-op with our friends online. And I think it'll be a good thing to tide us over till uh, that Lord of the Rings game that has co-op comes out. And then we can play that. So, this should be fun. But no one's excited about it. Are uh, we that which one scared of playing with people? Hunted the Demon Forge. Oh, it's co-op, is it? Oh, see. Yes, it's co-op. Oh, that's right. I played this at 3 I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> Well, so much for
4: that. Yeah, I forgot all about this. I played Manny
3: Manny Manny. Don't make Chris laugh so hard he's going to fall off of his ball. Oh, okay,
4: sorry. Oh, wow. I played it in co-op. I forgot all about this. Yeah, it wasn't very good. It's um it it, it wants to play like Gears. You say it's an RPG, but it really plays like Gears of War, except melee and close combat. Yeah. And it's just not very fun.
0: It's kind of an action RPG system, you know, no, use it's skills, just, level it's straight up, up Imagine
4: Gears of War but you have a you have a big sword instead. Yeah. And one girl has a bow instead of a like a long shot rifle.
0: I've never played Gears of War so I don't know. Okay.
4: So it's not the you, you it's funny how you said all these first person shooter guys. You will you, this is kind of third person shootery.
0: Well, third person first person, who cares? They all get they all get they all get co-op games. We don't get any. But so this is say. basically
1: very much in the same. Hey, game. we've got Magicka uh, Magica now.
0: Yeah. We do. Can we just all
1: go play WoW or something together? Yes. Just we should do some do Dungeon runs right now, guys. Oh, podcast <laughs> is over. Come back
0: next week, guys. <laughs> dungeon Run. It's funny.
3: I brought my Authenticator, and we have not played WoW once since I've been here.
0: Because we can do that when you're at home.
3: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: So let's see. All right. So you don't like that. I've got something else for you. i got something else for you. Rift. How about another MMO? Ha! Uh, no. Okay. Well, there's another MMO out there called Rift that recently launched, and we've got impressions up from it from Bucky, Bucky, from Becky Cunningham. I'm sorry, I call She's her Bucky. She's going to kill you. Well, she it's because I'm in Wisconsin you. and we have Bucky Badger, so that was in my head for some reason. So, it does,
1: That isn't going to save you, Chris. Well, you know,
0: I can just tell her the truth, and um, that's all I can do. Becky Cunningham. She doesn't listen to the show, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Becky Cunningham... <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't. Most of the staff members do not listen to the show. They get enough of the site. They don't need to listen to it in their I'm ears. I
3: listen to the show. You're on the
0: show. I know. That's why I listen to it. <laughs> All right. So Becky, I'm sorry, Becky. Becky, uh, she she released the impressions for Rift. Go check it out. It's rather long and lengthy, and gives you lots of good details and tell you everything you need to know about uh, the world of Talara, which is the world of the game. And lots of details and screenshots. So you can check out to see if this is when I look at this game, it looks like WoW and Warhammer had a baby and that's what it looks like graphically. Uh
2: and that's and that's kind of what it plays like according to my friend who's been in the beta or oh, really? whatever's okay. out right now. Yeah. He's he's enjoying it so far. He's a wow he's a wow professional. He's got the level eighty five and top tier said. <laughs> professional 10th player. player. Yeah, tenth player on his server in terms of gear, blah blah blah. And so far, so far he's enjoying Rift. I told him, I told him that in two weeks he'll come back and tell me that he's back on his WoW addiction and that he's bored of Rift. Well, I
0: mean, that'll uh. basically come down to whether or not the game distinguishes itself enough or should you just go to where you have all your time invested and all your friends Mm -hmm. are, right? So Mm -hmm. the game really has to set itself apart if it's going to be a similar style game. Um, Yeah, which is kind of a weird thing for me to say. It needs to set itself apart if it's going to be a similar game. I don't know what that means. Somebody you know, figure out what that success. means and help me. What?
4: You know, I think the most non the most successful non WoW and MO will be Titan.
0: Titan A. E. No, oh. th-
4: no the the codename for the next uh, Blizzard. Oh, MMO. the
0: next the next one that Blizzard makes. Okay, great, <laughs> great for busting that wide open for us. Hey,
4: breaking news straight
0: breaking from the podcast. <laughs> All right, so if you uh, if you listened to the show a few weeks ago, you know we had a big game of the year episode, and that was our nice game of the year celebration for the podcast. And I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I want to let you know that the full staff had their chance to vote for all the games that they played, and they've all been ranked and sorted out. And you can go check out right now at RPGamer.com. It's at the top of the page. Is our Gamer awards for 2010? Go read them. We got a we got like 20 categories. We got tons of awards. Go read what they all are and see. What one RPG of the year? Um, you may or may not be surprised. And uh, actually, what I was surprised by was the runner-ups in that category. So I thought that was kind of yeah, cool.
4: Such a weird mix of games.
0: Yes, very weird mix of games. So go check that out. I'm not going to tell you what it is right here because we already already had a show like that for you. So you go check out the sites RPGM Rewards and check it out, and let us know how much you hate and disagree with it in the forums because that's what we want to hear. Because that's the best part of this, right? When everyone disagrees, that says, "No, you're stupid. This is the run that should have won," and you know all that. Um, and Nick's had an interesting first comment, and I'm not going to read it. So, all right. So it's Fang Love. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Nick's, though, she had a couple. Uh, actually, just one review, right? Oh, two reviews for us this week. Yes, so she reviewed an busy? Xbox... Yes, she has been busy. She reviewed an Xbox Live Indie title called Bonded Realities, which came out recently. And it's kind of a traditional RPG with, like, uh, apparently she said a great story a good and music and humorous dialogue, but it was a bit derivative of Earthbound and boring, tedious combat, which can ruin even the best of games. And she doesn't like the puns, which, that's too bad, I like puns. Overall, she gave it a 2.5 out of 5, so that means that's close enough that, you know, if you overlook, maybe you don't mind the combat so much, and the fact that it's really cheap doesn't bug you either, uh, you might like this. So, you know, for a buck, it's probably worth checking out at 2.5 out of 5 to see if it, you like it yourself, or play, like, the 5-minute demo or whatever they give you and see see what you think. Uh, none of you guys have tried this, have you?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Okay. But uh, this is, a, you know, Xbox Live Indie game, so easy to get into and give it a shot, so... I encourage you to check it out and see what our indie developers are doing. Um, And if that's not good for you, I've got another 2.5 out of 5 game for you that's a full retail release called Venetica, Uh, which, uh, yeah... Uh, tons of skills to learn plenty of side quests to complete lush scenery but it's plagued by inconsistent graphics forgettable voice acting and music and map complications will frustrate people she says two and a half out of five and read her review because there's lots of more details about venetica and your main character and what you're doing and what is there like vampires and stuff in this game i don't even know so go check that out that's a good review for you for Venetica and Bonded Realities. And that brings us to the end of our news segment. So that means it's time for picks. And I'm going to go go look at Mr... John Yerworth. Do you have a pick for us this week?
1: Um, no, not really, Oh. it okay, may sound. Oh, I, oh. I, I, I don't really have one. No avoids I, I either? Uh, no, not really. What? Um, I've I haven't really played that much this week. Well, neither have I, th- I,
0: actually, so I don't have a pick either because... Wait, yes,
3: you have. I do? We have been playing Kirby's Epic Yarn.
0: Oh, are we picking that? All right.
3: Yes, and then we're going to avoid the other one.
0: Oh, Oh, my gosh. So Kirby's Epic Yarn is a fantastic two-player game. It's very fun, it's very cute, and very adorable to play um, with another person because they get to be Prince Fluff, and you get to be Kirby, and you go around and and yell at the other person because they can't jump on platforms properly. Shut up! I
3: actually, when when we went and got the special stage unlocked, my character was jumping at the end, so I did the most.
0: Yeah, because you got in my way. Uh, (sighs) But we also tried... Endless Ocean, Blue, or yeah, Blue Ocean, or something like that. Uh, this is the one where you pet fish, the sequel that's supposed to be even better and a fun exploring experience that I got really cheap. Yeah, this game's boring. Oh my gosh, is it boring? Last time I take Shane's, Shane, uh, yeah. Shane Bettenhaus' advice on is a game. Is that
3: I think this is a really good game if you have someone in the family that, doesn't, that is really scared of approaching video games and sort of wants something that's really light
0: yeah really um, I, light
3: that would be good for a person who isn't a gamer at all but i mean both me and chris are obviously gamers and you know we're used to a certain you know stratum of gaming for lack of a better phrasing and so we were sitting there going wow uh why does I mean, this be exciting? <laughs> it's supposed
0: to be exciting because you go around a corner and all of a sudden, oh, look, there's a whale calf. Oh, look, there's the whale's mother. Oh, look, there's a huge <laughs> whale shark. You can go ride on it. And it's just like, it's not doing it. It's look trying, but it's not doing it. Whale sharks?
4: You
0: know? Is what this about Endless the... Ocean
4: you guys talking about? Yeah, Endless
0: yes. Ocean Um, something, something. Two? Blue World. Endless Ocean so Blue the... World. So it's not the sequel then. Oh, it's not the sequel. Okay. I thought it was.
4: I think Endless Ocean 2 might be slightly better.
0: Oh. Well, I got the bad one then. Figures. I thought <laughs> Endless Ocean 2 was Blue World. Oh, I guess you're right. Okay. Okay, I'm right. So they're just both bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to try it again sometime, but I. I it well, you was late, and you I guys was falling them, asleep relax. playing this thing. It was terrible. What? Were you guys in the moods for
4: relax and pet fishes? I mean, that's what this is all about. Petting yeah, fish. Yeah, I mean, we
3: were playing it at like one in the morning.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. We were like, okay, we need something else to play. It's not time to go to bed yet. And it's like, um, blue, whatever. No, it didn't work. Ugh, just very no good. It was very sleep-inducing. It made me sad. So um, don't play Blue Ocean if you're about to fall asleep, because it will that's put you the to point, sleep. That's point, though, right? Um, I I don't want to fall asleep on my couch.
4: Oh, yeah. There okay. you go. endless ocean, cures insomnia.
0: Cures insomnia. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Play a bo- really boring game as a cure for insomnia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Play a good game.
0: Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. I should have played God of War three instead. Would have been much more exciting. And uh, yeah. So, all right, Manny. What was your question earlier?
4: Um, I was just wondering. Are we are we going to have our big? 3DS uh, NGP
0: talk. Oh, you're kidding me, right? Uh, All right, if you guys that? don't want to. No, you're right. I totally forgot about it. Um,
3: well, let's do it after. Who, who else needs to go for now playing? Um, I do.
0: Yeah, that, the NGP Still. will be the show's pick of the week, so we'll get to that after uh, everyone else is done. So, Phil, what do you got?
2: <laughs> Excuse me. Well, um I, I'm prepared to talk about grotesque tactics. I've been playing it for nine hours. I'm not ready oh, to clear Oh, yes, pick. I'm or an excited anti- to hear pick. about this. Um, so I, I, just <laughs> it, yeah, I just wanna kinda give it I just wanna kinda give an update. I'm not really to to throw down the gauntlet and say to say it's a full pick or an anti pick yet, but I've been playing it for like nine hours. Um, but um basically grotesque tactics is a, a strategy or tactical rpg type of deal in the vein of something like final fantasy tactics if you played those guys before front mission or whatnot um the setup is that you're playing this uh, student um or i'm sorry trainee and he wears a lot of dark armor um he or leather armor he looks like an emo kid from he high is
3: school so emo like the first mission you go into he is actually trying to kill himself
2: yeah his name is his name is drake um and he he runs into um this holy avatar and you know every every almost every rpg you have has this well not every rpg but a lot of rpgs have this holy guy who's like the avatar who saves the world well this guy is the holy avatar who's destined to save the world and he knows it and he has this uh, – he, ha- he, he has this boastful attitude because of it. He knows the women are going to flock all over him and he just absorb it like a sponge uh, absorbs water. He has no problem letting everybody around him know about his ego. And it's, so these-
3: a, it's a satirical look at Sephiroth in my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and so these two are going off to fight the the Dark Church, which is uh, probably the one thing in the game that's very uh, – the enemies in the game are very um, – what's the word I'm looking for, cliché uh they're just basically the bad guys that provide the plot twist so that you have a reason to fight stuff um so as they're going through you'll pick up more and more characters i've got a full team of i think nine characters now and each one of them either fulfills some sort of rpg cliche or is there for some sort of comic relief and and there's a lot of humor there's a lot of dialogue and text that goes back and forth um some of it is pretty funny some of it's kind of a miss uh, but I, I do enjoy reading it. It's, it's just a little bit different. It's a little off the wall, uh, and I've been enjoying that part of it. The actual combat is turn-based, tactical, affair. It's nothing that's going to shake your world. It's, it's um, Each character has... Uh, two special attacks, one that's unlocked at level 4, another one that's unlocked at level 8. And uh, that includes your mages and everything else. So y- you're not going to get a wide variety of choices that you do with these characters on on every turn. The tactical part of the game is a little on the shallow side if you're used to deeper games like Final Fantasy Tactics where you could learn a plethora of skills and you had to you know, really put a lot of them to use to get through some of the battles. And this one, I'm generally only dying if I do something stupid like have my mage go to the front. The game itself or an independent game that was developed with three guys especially is, is pretty decent quality my wife has uh, my wife has actually remarked on the graphics the design of the characters actually um, kind of looks like some um college shooting was drawing anime characters it, it certainly doesn't look like a high end studio did it but it's it's cute and charming in its own way and the and the the actual production value is actually uh not too shabby at all um, the um uh so far it's been like I, said, I think so far it's been it's been pretty fun i, I really want to see how the second half of this goes because i'm presuming it's a 15 to 20 hour game being a downloadable title 15 i think it was 10 or 15 bucks so i'm gonna try to i'm gonna guess that i'm about halfway through now um and with nine characters the battles are kind of taking a little while to resolve um so uh i'll continue to go through it and see how well it is and be ready for hopefully a final verdict in the next couple of weeks but uh, so far, I'm enjoying it, and, and since I got on Steam sale for like a buck, I, I definitely think it was worth that. So, take that for what it's worth. Do you have any questions, Chris? Since you're so excited about this?
0: Uh, not really. Uh, I just want to know if it's good. That's all I care yeah. about.
2: So far, it's pretty. So far, it's pretty good, and, and definitely if if you haven't scratched that that strategy or tactical RPG itch in a while, and I, I don't, I can't even remember the last time I played a tactical RPG. Um, it, it's definitely good for scratching, scratching that itch. Just understand that, being that it was developed by three guys, it's it's not going to be the super deepest thing that's out there. I have run into some technical issues that bother me from time to time. It tends to it tends to crash if I alt tab, so I try not to alt tab when I'm playing that game, like I do other games. Um, and um, it, it's a little glitchy. Uh, a couple little minor bugs, but nothing that's really made it to where, I, you know, I can't play the game any further. It's just little irritating things here and there. I remember one of the funny things was, was my I had told my friend that I was downloading it to play. He's like, oh, don't play that. They did a horrible job with the translation. And I'm like, oh, how bad can it be? And as soon as I start playing it, every other word's in German. And I'm like, holy cow, you're right. The translation really, really does suck. Oh, my gosh, I can't even read half the menu options. They're in German. And uh, but I can't believe this. I mean, certainly I would have heard about it if, if the you know through the grapevine. It turns out that when you first boot up the game and the options screen, uh, they they have like a options screen where you can set the visuals and stuff. There's this teeny tiny box in the left hand corner where you set the language. And if it's on German, some of the words are in English. But make sure you set that guy to English so that everything's um, in English.
3: Interestingly, that's actually a Steam issue. If you get it through GamersGate, it's fine.
2: Yeah, and for some reason it defaulted. Yeah, maybe it's a Gamers Gate thingy on Steam, a uh, Steam thingy, but yeah, I mean, it was defaulted to German when you think downloading in Steam in America would have defaulted to English. But again, nothing, nothing, just little hiccups here and there. Nothing that's like, oh my gosh, this thing is terrible. As far as the translation itself goes, I, I'm not a very good judge uh, of that since I don't read German or understand German, but the jokes have been, you know, pretty. It sounds like something three guys got together and made up, and some of their and their their knowledge about RPGs because they'll make they'll make fun of Chocobos, for example. There's these Choco chicks, and uh, these are vicious little birds that at the early levels can tear your party up, and that's pretty funny. They make a lot of jokes at RPGs. It's kind of like the uh, not the total totally like the death spank approach, but it's it, yeah, <laughs> it's got some of that humor in it. Um, and real fast, my real pick of the week this week is uh, Word on the Street. It's a it's a board party game that we played last night. Um, this is a board game where the, the, the board looks like a street with, 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 with five lanes, one of them being the median in the middle where you put uh, 20 letters. They, don't, they take out the vowels and I think a couple of the consonants. And what it is is, is you draw a card and it has a subject. It will say like pick, talk about something round or, or a green vegetable and you have 30 <clears throat> seconds to come up with a word. And for every instance of the, of the letter in that word, you move that tile one letter to your side. Then the other uh, other person goes, you can do this with two teams of people. So if you've got eight people, you you split up into two teams of four, and they talk to each other family feud style, and the team leader yells out the answer before the 30 seconds is up. And you're moving these letters back and forth, and when you get down to the last few letters, you're really thinking hard, trying to come up with a green vegetable that has the letter Y and W in it. And we played this last night. I had some friends from work over. You can explain the instructions in 30 seconds. And it's an absolute hilarious game. And everyone's like, where did you get this from? We never heard of this before because everybody only knows Monopoly and Battleship and Scrabble. And they're like, this is really, really much more fun than Scrabble or Battleship or any of those other games. And I had two people who wanted to run out and go and buy it. So it's called Word on the Street. You can Google it. It's a really, really fun little party game. Uh, Who publishes it? Do you know? No idea. Okay. No idea. But, I I mean, I bought mine off of Amazon for 20 bucks. Cool. So, there you go. I'm done.
0: Oh, that's cool. Sweet. All right. All right. Um, That leaves what? Manny, do you have a pick?
4: Uh, Yeah. All this PSP talk got me excited, and I went and downloaded From Mission 3 on PSN. $6.
2: -hmm. A very good purchase, I might add. Nice. So. I love Front Mission. I downloaded it too, by the way, Manny. Great game.
4: Yeah, six. I was waiting for it, but apparently it came out December 20th, and I just sort of got lost in all the shuffle.
0: How does it play?
4: It plays just fine. It just plays exactly as I remember. And, and it actually and looks surprisingly good. I mean, those PS1 sprites, I mean, they look decent on a little tiny screen.
2: <laughs> I was just about to say that, Manny. Yes, on, you know, I replayed it, I, I started replaying it on my. On my PlayStation 3, not not that long ago, off the disc, and I was like, oh, wow. On my HDTV? On my HDTV, and I'm like, oh, wow, this didn't age too well. But on the PSP screen, it's really pretty good. It it just looks like a a lower-resolution PSP game.
4: You know, you know, there's one interesting thing. I started playing a little bit of it. There's one interesting thing that, like, From Mission 3 is unique for me is that uh, whenever there's, like, text bubbles on a screen, I usually – I'm, I'm kind of slow with them. I'll, like, maybe read it, look at the guy's face, and then move on, move on. But, like, From Mission's like, one of the few games where I just, I'm just mashing X, not because I want to get through the dialogue, but it's just interesting and so easy to absorb. So I'm like – it feels more like an actual conversation than a lot of other text games are for me.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's a very if uh, you know since we were talking about grotesque tactics and tactical RPGs, it's a very deep tactical RPG. That is that game. I, I want to say I can't remember, but I want to say sixty to eighty hours to get through. And and if you know me, you know I don't complete a whole ton of games, especially the longer they are, the the less likely they are to actually be completed by me. But that game, I sat down and played straight through because it's just really really good. So, you, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was bu-
4: No, I was about to say you said 60, 80 hours. It's actually double that because it's actually – it's weird to say this, but it's actually kind of two games in one. There's a really early choice in the beginning of the game where it's sort of like you know that left turn thing. Your whole life will change if you make a left turn here instead of of making the right turn here. So there's one simple little choice early on in the game, and you go through completely different branching stories. So everyone who's your friend in one path is your enemy in the other path. You sign up with different allies. You go to different places. You know, you're trying. You have different foes. It's and all like culminates in like a different ending and different missions. It's actually quite interesting. So there's a lot of incentive to replay the game, and you get to carry over all of the battle skills that you learned. So then, like in certain paths, there's only you can only get maybe a certain Vanzer in this path, and then you'll has like great exclusive skills that you'll want when you carry over to the next path. So I actually replayed that game multiple times for both story Mm -hmm. modes. And like I know, yeah. everyone I talk to has like a favorite mission, like a favorite branching story. And like my favorite is like the Emma story, and other people I know love the Elisa story. Cool. And,
2: I mean, such a surprising and deep. I uh, mean, just a, such a deep game, and it totally took me surprise on how good it was. And for six dollars, you can't beat that with a stick for such a good game. Yeah, it's too bad from Mission uh, Evolved wasn't as <laughs> <That's> good.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they were, what they were thinking with that guy.
4: You know, the funny thing is From Mission 4 isn't that bad. I mean, From Mission 4 is very much just like a, a prettier version of From Mission 3 with voice acting. The problem was, though, is that nobody wanted that in the PS2 era. They wanted something more akin to like a Final Fantasy X type experience, like lots of pretty visuals. Not just like looking at enemy units from a blimp and like talking head portraits. I mean, that was very much a PS1 era type of game. And they just sort of like – so I, Well, I think From Mission 4 is technically better – it sort of came out the wrong place at the wrong time, and it just didn't succeed,
2: and that's why we don't have Front Mission 5. And Yeah, I absolutely agree, agree with you, Manny. Um, when Front Mission 4 came out, um, I mean, I played it. I had fun with it, but when I read the reviews, they, they really had a, a negative uh, overtone to them, and really, I mean, the only the only thread I saw going from review to review that could drag it down was the fact they were all saying, it's not better than Front Mission 3, like they wanted it to take it up to the next level other than the graphics somehow. Well, Front Mission 3, as far as a tactical experience goes, was really, really, really good. I don't think creating a game that's as good or nearly as good as Front Mission 3 is a bad thing. I think that's a great thing, and I'm with you. Th- I had fun with Front Mission 4.
4: I will say the best thing of Front Mission 4 is the, the the gearing up music. Like If you guys ever get the soundtrack, there's music that you make when you're building your Vanzer, and it's just like, dude, I play that on loop sometimes when I need to write something just to get myself into preparation mode. All right, nice. from Mission Nerdgasm over.
2: <laughs>
0: That's funny. Ah, all right. So let's
2: talk about let's talk about our podcast choice of the week.
0: That's right. The podcast choice of the week is the play, Next Generation Portable from Sony. Um, everyone's calling it the PSP two, but they're not. They're calling it the NGP for now. This is an interesting device. All right. So it is a. It, it looks like a PlayStation Portable. It's got two <laughs> analog sticks. It's got a 5 inch OLED display, so it's going to look bright and beautiful. It's got a multi touch pad on the back of the device. It has two cameras, one on the front, one on the back. It has uh, the software to fight software titles coming on small dedicated flash memory so no more discs for the software games Um, three motion sensors a gyroscope an accelerometer and an electronic compass it's got wi-fi and 3g no word on how 3g will work in the u.s or if it will work in the u.s playstation network access including live area near and activity log features Um, it also has trophy support on it and it'll be able to play psp titles minis playstation one games videos and comics from the playstation store so and um, you guys, since there's no UMD say, slot, you'll have to download the PSP titles. So
4: I was about to say you guys all laughed at me for getting a PSP Go, but it paid off in spades. Now who has a backwards library for their PSP 2?
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're you're good to go. So that's fantastic. I am excited. I
4: I think I'm more excited about this than the 3DS now, just because I know on day one I have this. I can. I'm not going to play Metal Gear until I get a PSP2 because apparently I was listening to um, a GameSpot interview with a uh, Ricardo Torres, I forget his name. Uh, Anyway, he was interviewing with the president of Sony Computer Entertainment America. And what's his name? Torres brought up the fact that PSP games actually look sharper and they look better running on the PSP2 hardware. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the president said, like, oh, you have a very keen eye. He's like, yeah, it does. It does run a little bit better and sharper through our emulation on the PSP2.
0: That's pretty cool. And uh, is it – was that Howard or – it was, the he was a Japanese or, man.
4: Oh, okay. uh, Kohei Yoshida or something.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. That's. Uh, oh, yeah. I do
4: have some idea about how the the 3G will work. Apparently, the 3G is not going to be in all models. It will vary depending on region. Okay. So it, it makes – because uh, Japan – I mean uh, SEE Japan, Sony Computer Entertainment Japan already uh, set up things with Dokomo, like the biggest carrier over there in Japan. So it's easy for them to set up these kind of deals, and it, it is an extra that you will have to pay for and apparently they didn't say uh, how much
0: though did they no no
4: but remember, it's not for gaming. I mean there's this big misconception that people think that they're going to be downloading games on 3G or playing multiplayer games on 3G, and it's not for that at all. This is really just for sort of like a cloud stinking of like data of your thinking uh, Stinking your of data? Oh. Stinking. Stinking okay. <laughs> of data like uh, Live Anywhere, sort of like uh, your friend feed, sort of like what your friends are doing, who's online, your PSN ID, your trophy oh. list, your friends' trophy list, messages. What's That's the point of me- seeing
0: if they're online if you can't play with them? Um.
4: Then you can maybe send them a message, go on the Wi-Fi, sync your trophies. Or like like uh, what Who Hige- Hideo Kojima envisions, like uh, sort of take well, – Actually, I just read this rumor right now on Engadget, just posted today, that uh, the next PS3 firmware update is going to bring cloud saving to for PlayStation Plus members.
0: Okay, that sounds and cool. And
4: sort of like one, one of the visions that Kojima came on stage and talked about is that he, he loves the idea of having a game on PS3, playing that, When you're done with that, when you're done and you have to leave, you take that experience with your PSP2 and go out, complete, continue the experience there, and then come back home and finish on your TV. And one way that would really make that much easier is having cloud storage. And he did talk about cloud gaming a lot during his talk. And I was wondering why, because Sony said nothing about cloud storage or cloud gaming or cloud computing. And there was Kojima with his 10 minute speech all about it. So I, I guess this is one of the first steps.
0: Yeah, maybe he's leading that vision and not really Sony.
4: But it, of course, I'm guessing Sony's going to put in the tools in there. I mean, they put everything else in there. Why yeah, they? I know they
0: they really packed it in with this one. Is it going to be enough though to fight against the 3DS? Which, just like the DS, um, you know, it's a not technically superior machine, but it's Nintendo. So, is it going to matter what Sony puts in this thing?
4: Well, this is a question I'm going to put. I'm going to put to all of you. And uh, but I'm gonna just put this straight up. Um, I don't hate the 3DS. I don't. I really am planning on getting one eventually, but I think the PSP2 and what I've seen from it is more of an experience that I want from a from a portable system. I mean, it's just it seems like more of a console that's made for me and my needs, as opposed to what the 3DS is and what the 3DS is going to be in the future.
2: But there's but there's I a like, problem,
4: Manny. Yeah, there's not there's enough. A problem. This, I know.
2: The, the problem is you're a, you're a gamer, and, I know. and the problem is that the people who buy these things in droves are more of the casual people.
4: And that is the problem. There's not enough of h- hardcore gamers, and this is like hardcore gamer system. This is a gamer system for sure. I like that I can earn trophies on the go. I like that I have my entire library of PSP games. And sure, you can buy games in the store, with the, but you can also download every game that you're going to put out on the PSP too from PSN. And I like the idea of just having one machine with me, having all of my games there, playing what I want to play, talking to you guys on PSN, maybe jumping in a game with you guys, cross-platform play. I want to, you know, I want to play a Killzone more than I want to play a Pile of Wings.
0: Yeah. Mm-mm. Now, I I I neglected to mention something important to this discussion. The front screen is also touch capable. It's multi-touch. Um, <clears throat> so that means you can have those same experiences you're having right now on your iPhone right here, without a stylus, just using your finger. Oh, that's that right. is a that's key they- differentiator from the 3- 3DS because that's still stylus driven. Isn't it?
4: That's why they um, included the. That's why the another part of the announcement was the PlayStation Suite, sort of like this uh, opening up PlayStation, the PlayStation brand, and PlayStation experiences to Android. Well, um, that's, pretty, that's that's in- actually America.
0: separate. That's for their phone initiatives. So that whole yeah. PlayStation phone thing, we finally know kind of what's going on with that. It's it's not really a phone. It's like a branding program. So your phone is capable of running the PlayStation Suite, which lets it play. I think to begin with just PlayStation One games, but they're going to open it up to other sorts of development and titles. And and uh,
4: excuse me, and all of that's going to be playable on the PSP2 as well. Is it okay? Yeah. All right. So I can see like a small like little sort of be. Uh, I can see a lot of like Android support coming to the PSP2 eventually. So hmm. I, I think like the I, everyone says, but Man, the
0: PSP2 the- doesn't run Android.
4: Uh, but it'll be, but it will run the PlayStation Suite. Okay. So I think it'll be. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: Hmm. That'll be interesting.
4: I have heard a lot of complaints about not really complaints, but sort of criticisms that Sony is throwing everything in the kitchen sink in there. And I think their philosophy is, in Me a lot of ways, well. is uh, we, we're going to let our developers be as traditional or as um, innovative and like crazy as they want to be. If you just want a a, a straight-up console experience, you have your two sticks and you have all your buttons, and you can maybe use a slide pad as like an L2 and an R2 if you really want to, it's there. If you want to have a touch game, if you want to have like a motion-controlling game, you can do that too. There's
3: there's a problem with that, though, because it's... If you have, you know, the the doohickey and the what to and the doodad, and you have a game that comes out, and it's like, hey, we use the doodad, and you know, the casual consumer, or I mean, even the even even a general consumer says, well, how come you're not using the doohickey and the what's it as well? Why aren't you using the full potential of the system?
4: Hmm? You know, it's funny. I, I I agree with you. Some people might say that, but at the same time, I think the the kind of person who's buying Uncharted is saying. Don't do the doohickey and the blah, blah, blah. I don't want that.
0: Okay, so here's what... Oh, go ahead. Uh, hold on, just telling somebody something. Uh, I was going to
2: say, I, mean, I agree, you know, Manny, when I saw the PS, you know, the, the, the specs on the NGP or whatever the heck it's called these days... No, I agree with you. I see a lot there that I really, really like, you know, with the 3G, with the better graphics, with the fact that my PSN stuff is going to be backwards compatible with it. That's that's really, really huge. Um, I also like the fact that it is going to have the cartridge slot or the the whatever it's called slot so that you can buy the games either through the PSN store or you can still buy them through traditional means. That's huge for me because if it was just going to be like the Go and PSN store only. No, there's no UMD slot. There is a slot – not a UMD. It's a it's a card slot where you buy games and you put them in kind of like the DS. Um, and that was going to be – if it was going to be PSN like the Go only, that would have been a huge turnoff for me only because I don't really care at all for Sony's pricing structure through their PSN store. Mm-hmm. It, they just don't like to lower prices on games at all, whereas if a game has been out for six months, I can buy a used copy of it for half price. That's what I'm used that to is, doing. That is true. A lot of the PSN games I bought were well, during like their big sales yeah. – the yeah. If they were
0: to go digital only, you'd start to see things like Steam. I mean, it's just how it works. I hope
2: go. so, because so far, yeah, I mean, they do have, the, and I'm not saying they don't have sales at all. They do, but it's not, nowhere close to, like, Steam sales or anything but like Atlas that. Atlas had a sale, for
0: example. It seems to be publisher-driven sometimes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so angry
0: I missed a stick. Oh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, because if I'm going to buy a game that's digital only, I can never resell it. I can never lend it to my friends. I can never do any of that. I don't want to – and I'm not getting an instruction book. I'm not getting a box. I'm not going to pay full price for it most oh, of the who time. who reads I'm... the
0: instruction book?
2: You do get an instruction book. <clears throat> it's a digital version. Oh. It's a digital version.
4: It comes with it. You yeah, know, the funny PDF, thing is, right? Yeah. I'm happy about having the option because, I mean – I've been yeah, you have the option. For like, yeah. For the last ten years I've when it comes to portable gaming, I I get to this point where I'm sitting I'm starting at my game shelf and I'm thinking to myself, which DS game am I gonna bring with me today? And I th- and I look at it and I think, Well, I'm gonna bring this one, but no, I, I that's I'm at the story part and the big boss, that'll take too long. Wait, maybe if I bring this one and then I end up make, make, maybe taking two carts with me. And then I, when I get where I want to go, I realize, uh, you know what? I actually don't want to play either of these two games. <laughs> I brought the DS for nothing.
2: That's happened to me so many times. And, and that's, that, that's the key word, Manny, choice. With the PSP, I've had the PSP 3000, and I've enjoyed the fact that I've had a choice. For the smaller games or the games that I know I'm going to keep going back to on a, on a regular basis, I do you know, buy those um, onto, through the PSN right onto my memory slot. But on the other hand, if it's a game that I know I'm just going to play through once, it's an RPG, um, I don't want that taking up space on my memory slot permanently or being on my account or something. I'll buy the UMD usually when it's been out for a year, buy it for five bucks, play it, and then give it to a friend or something. Like Uncharted, I would buy
4: retail,
3: you know, Mm -hmm. on the cheap.
4: As opposed to something yeah. like a pixel junk monsters, which is you know I love that. I t- take my PSP out so many times, and I don't. I turn it on without even knowing what I'm going to play, and I look around, and I say, "Uh, yeah, okay, I'll play some Waterstorm. Storm." And if I get bored, I'll be like, "Eh, never mind. I'll play some Soul Calibur instead." Right.
0: So, what do you think about the fact that the PSP Two isn't going to fit in your pocket? It is pretty big. It is few, it's, it's the biggest portable system. It's bigger than seven any other inches.
1: one. It's like a seven-inch <sighs> system. Is it bigger than I'll- the Sega Nomad?
0: Okay, so no. it's not bigger than the Nomad. I'm sorry. You're right.
2: <laughs> it's not bigger than Atari Lynx either. <laughs> I, I kind of think that's a little detrimental. But I, then again, I, every friend that I had except for myself I – mean, I mean every friend that I had that has had a PSP um, has said, oh, I could ever put it in my pocket. Personally, I put my 3,000 in my pocket all the time. So I don't know if I just got a really big rear end with really big pockets. But you know, at the same time, I, I, yeah, I don't think the PSP has ever been super portable, especially this one's
4: if you put you in your pocket. Those those yeah. analogs are real sticks, and they stick yeah, out the of
2: analog sticks. sticks, right? Yeah, the real sticks. So you're going to have to use a case to protect it. You're not just going to throw it in your backpack, and um, so it is a little bit less portable. I do think that's a little detrimental.
4: I do think people are more accepting of larger uh, portable devices now, thanks to things like the Kindle and the iPad.
2: Yeah, and more and more people are playing. I mean. Again, this is just very subjective from my conversation with many people, but it seems like a lot more of my friends are just playing their portable systems around their house, anyways. It's not necessarily just for the train trips and the airplane trips and stuff like that. So, you know, they're used to, like you said, having the iPad lying around the house or whatever have you, just playing while they're watching tv and stuff
4: it's funny a lot it, like the man purse or, or, or how we call the messenger them them bags or satchels are a lot more acceptable nowadays for men
2: oh i care them. i carry a big huge swiss
3: backpack oh yeah them. every i mean how many people here don't carry a purse of some sort yeah i mean yours is sitting was, right there chris
0: i guess it's it's a was. laptop bag really
3: yeah but i mean that's that's the role that it fulfills
2: yeah, it is. I mean, I
3: mean that, I, the I, whole reason – I mean, you've, you've seen the size of my purse, Chris. The whole reason that I have that purse is because I can fit a water bottle and a game system on the inside. Mm-hmm. Although it's yeah. much easier now that I've uh, borrowed your micro, which I need to give back today.
0: Yeah, you need to give my Game Boy micro back.
4: You know, I will buy a 3DS eventually. Like, uh, maybe one like – like, after this E3, I think I'm going to see some e, some DS games that are make me go, wow, I need this system. Yeah, I and reserved I do, mine like, last night. I, I, don't, I don't see any reason to buy one right away because I don't even know what the launch titles are. I know what the launch window games are. I don't know what the launch titles are.
0: I have to suffer for the sake of the podcast. I need to pick one up on launch. What are you going to oh, play? Yes. I don't know. For- I honestly don't know what I'm going to play. That's the thing. I didn't reserve any games. So I might just go and buy whatever DSiWare launch titles they have for the the.
4: I do want a 3DS and I will get one eventually. I like how small it is. I mean, it's really compact and smells like as big as a DSi. And uh, I'm pretty sure. But the thing that I think about is like like the games I'm most excited for right now, like a Pilot Wings, that's not a game that you leave in the cartridge slot. Because Pilot Wings, as fun as that is, that's like Pilot Wings should be a downloadable kind of game. It's like, it's so casual and it's the kind of thing you would play killing like 10 minutes. At that
3: I played the living crap out of Pilot Wings 64.
4: I so did I. It I love Following's. but it doesn't seem like that's it doesn't seem like the kind of game that's the exclusive to your your system at the time. Well, I don't know. After E3, I think I'm going to be wowed. I think this is What's the list E3. again?
0: What do I have to play? I don't even know um, what I get to Street choose Street Fighter, from. Oh, and Cats. Oh, I'll get Street I Fighter. Um, but you
4: don't. Know, I, I think Chris, you and I are are theoretical Street Fighter fans.
0: Yes, and then when we play, we're like, oh no, we're actually not. This game isn't for us. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we we played together once online and we never touched it again.
0: <laughs> I'm willing to try it again with you, dude. But um, all right, I didn't know that you were. <laughs> I got the right, impression we'll, you were a bit turned off from that.
1: We'll
4: trade bottle caps when we get
1: to, when I get my 3ds. <laughs> now, that's like, now that's that's a conversation you don't want to hear out of context.
0: Yeah, I know. Trading bottle caps. I, I, I don't think e3 is going to be the
4: real showpiece. I mean, just like the 3 ds I mean, let's be honest. What did they really show? The promise of a few games. It's going to be at E3 oh. where we actually get to see like a
0: price. Here's a we big haven't one talked about that. Yeah, before. here's a big one. Is um, yeah. So I guess this E3 won't be consoles again. It's going to be more um, portables. But what about region locking on the PSP2?
4: Totally, of
0: course. Do we know?
4: Well, I think it's going to be region, not necessarily region locked for a game. I don't know. Actually, I think maybe yes. Because one of the things they said about the cartridges is that um, it's going to have internal storage where you can download a DLC directly to the cart
0: mm-hmm.
4: and overwrite, you know, sort of do firmware updates directly to the cart. And it seems like if you're not in the right region, the right firmware updates might not be pushed out to you in time.
1: Well, the thing—the thing is, the, thing is, is um, the way it's currently set up on anyway at the moment, the PSP uh, isn't region logged But obviously, if you buy a uh, uh an import game you just have to um have a psn account in that region in order to make use of any um dlc that's right if okay. if, they, if they if the psp can
4: uh if the ngp can have multiple uh ps um, psn ids just like the ps3 has it should be no problem right
0: yeah but who knows hmm. if they will do that i mean if if sony uh, excuse me if nintendo's region locking sony might say hey now we can too
4: but you might not want to buy a, a a system from another one, like just for like maybe uh it might be more expensive just because it has three G N N or it's tied to it like a DoCoMo system or something like that. You know, seems like you more you would want one from your region more.
0: Uh, unless you're in Europe. Yeah. Oh wait, that's yeah. I mean, they got screwed on the DS pricing. They'll probably get screwed on the PSP pricing.
4: Hey, but at least Sony Europe takes care of of uh, of
0: their customers. How?
4: They give they you lots of free stuff.
0: Do they?
1: Do they?
4: Well, if, like, let me put it this way. Mine, Quinn's because Quinn's in Europe and he's wondering. Sense yeah, yeah, so. Because if you bought one, they give you 11 free games or something.
1: Yeah, that's because the sales of it were terrible. Well, they were terrible
0: here too. <laughs> it was a
4: terrible system, wasn't it? God
1: awful.
0: Anyway. It's the one you have. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I know.
4: But it was the only it was small and it was digital i so, I
0: agree with your choice of getting it because you had no u m d games and and all that stuff so right or i wasn 't
4: worried about it. I like maybe three u m d s yeah i think I
0: was it like, was if if you were digital only, I think it was the way to go because you could hook up a controller to it and all that cool stuff
4: or, or, uh, before we move on to the three d s really quickly like what do you guys how much would you be willing to pay for this, and how much do you think it 's going to cost
0: Ah, uh, what did the first one cost on launch $300? three hundred two fifty uh, it was, wasn't $399. it? Three
3: ninety nine.
0: No, it was not three ninety nine. Was
3: three ninety nine in Canada?
0: Yeah, that was Canada. PSP US launch date, and <laughs> price revealed. Here we go. I got an old IGN story. Two forty nine US, two ninety nine Canadian.
3: I remember it being more than that. No,
0: it was not more than that. I remember it I'm being
1: affordable. Sure. Um, and I think the... I got my. Uh, I think I got my limited edition PSP three three thousand for. I think it was one hundred and forty something, which is pretty cheap actually. Thinking so, about it. Pounds. And that's in Horrible. pounds, yeah. And here's the uh, the DS
0: launched at 149.99.
3: Yep, that I remember it was one hundred seventy nine dollars so the
0: PSP was already a lot more, but um you know, it we're gonna be stepping up another level this time. So two forty nine for the three D S. Does that mean PSP's at three hundred or maybe three fifty?
4: I'm thinking 3 to 400. The
0: what Right, now-
3: but bear in mind that there's going to be a 3G S version as well. So that's going to be probably another 100 dollars easy.
0: No, but there, we don't know that there'll be a 3G version. Yeah, we do. Not they- in the US. We only know that in Japan. Oh. Yeah. It's we true. They
4: can just opt out of the 3G here entirely. Yeah, they, they don't get any good deals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so we don't know. I'm sure that'll be more expensive, but I don't know how much more expensive. We do have the story from the Sony exec saying it will not be a ridiculous price. It won't be like $599, but he didn't say what it would be. He said it would be reasonable. Whatever. It won't be be
4: $599. It'll be (laughs) (laughs) $598.
3: Sony and reasonable are not allowed being in the same sentence, particularly not with priced.
0: Surely they've learned their lesson.
4: I don't know. The PSP Go is a pretty nice pan scene,
3: so...
0: Oh, I can't wait to get them. I want to play them. They, they'll probably be fun, and then I'll go back to playing console games oh. like normal, so...
3: Your cat is hanging off of your camera stand. I know. Oh, okay. So who
4: is getting a 3DS right away at launch? I no, Chris is.
3: I am. I'm trying to decide if I can justify it.
4: What will you play at launch? Or, I mean, what game like are you excited games. for at launch?
3: Well, I don't know. I'm just... I like... I didn't know what was going to be coming out on the d s as I've told this story many times, so'm I, I would be happy to get a system and just look around the store and see what's out and pick one or two games. I know I'm getting pilot wings because mm-hmm. I really really want to play that. I loved pilot wings 64
4: so oh, from what I heard, I wish there was more to the game. It seems overly okay. simple. It's like there's only um, free flight mode and then maybe 40 challenges to get medals.
3: Yeah, but I mean that's that's all I need, okay. And I mean, again, these games are are built with with the idea in mind that DLC is coming.
4: Really, 3DS yeah. games with DLC? Yeah. All right. I, I don't. Well, I haven't I just, heard anything about that, but
2: I. I... I yeah, and I don't think we touched on the fact with the PSP cartridge games; they've actually got room on them for yeah, DLC. Yeah, we did did we? Uh, yeah.
0: We didn't really. Um, the point they're being launched on this memory card media, so I guess the idea is that it is writable. So that opens up mm-hmm. a whole new way of hacking your games. Hacking and we the does, game we itself. Discussed
3: the DLC and the firmware that up, can upgrade. Yeah, we did touch on this.
2: But that it actually upgrades on the cartridge itself rather than putting that downloadable content onto, let's say, your yep. memory card.
3: We talked about that, yeah. Okay.
0: I don't so, remember it, so... Okay. I must 3DF. have been zoned down at that point. Um, but this is on the PSP2, right? So, uh, let's see. I'm looking through the list of... The launch games. Hmm.
3: Or launch window? No, um, launch games.
0: Oh, just launch. What kind the- is that?
3: A three I month mean, launch I actually, window? I actually. <laughs> kind of- See, I played a, a pretty extensive amount of Nintendogs when it came out as well. So, I mean, everybody can her, her, her and make fun of the fact that, you know, her, her, her Nintendogs and cats. But, I mean, depending on the price, I certainly won't have a problem picking that up either.
0: I'm not very excited about any of these games. Um,. What is Steel oh. Diver? Is oh, that it's good?
4: that like terrible submarine game. Okay, so <laughs> we no. have to spin in your
0: office chair to play it. All right. so, so Pilot I... Wings Resort. Um, Anna, can you mute yourself? You're Oops, feeding sorry. back here. Uh, Pilot Wings Resort, Nintendo Dogs plus Cats, um, Steel Diver, Dead or Alive, Pro Evo Soccer 2011, Madden NFL, Super Street Fighter 4. Asphalt 3D, Combat of Giants, Dinosaurs 3D, Ridge Racer 3D, Resident Evil, The Mercenaries, and Lego Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars. Why is it not like Lego Star Wars the whole movie series? Okay, whatever. Um, oh, it's based on the new TV show. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, so the only ones that look interesting to me are Super Super 4 and Ridge Racer. And I don't know if I want to do another Ridge Racer game. Wow. So I'm going to have issues here. Ridge Racer! Hmm.
4: you could download a bunch of game boy games
0: hey i think that's what i'll do i like that i'll do <laughs> $250 that. 250
4: machine to play games that are like 20 years old yeah
0: it sounds like a good plan maybe there'll be a zelda game out there that i haven't played because they exist hmm. all right so uh so just you and anna right? i don't even know what, what is the, what is the conclusion then what do we draw which is better we don't even know do we
4: I don't know. I don't think anyone is better. I think they're f- they're fulfilling very different niches. Niches. You
0: know, the and- chat room said something interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Boiled points out, I I just host so I can justify my crazy release date purchases. That's true. But uh, the other thing he pointed out was, the uh, 3ds will be far cheaper, so all the parents will buy it for their kids, and it will have a much higher install rate, and so it'll get more <laughs> games. And that's probably true. It's probably going to be what happens again, right?
3: That's pretty much ex- is isn't that story, sort of the story of the DS and the PSP?
0: It's the story of Nintendo right now. Except it didn't work for the the Wii.
4: You know, it's funny that you say but 250 seems like still like a lot. I don't know how many, how many kids are actually going to get it right away. Well,
0: they're they're hope you know, they didn't they only charged 150 for the DS. They probably could have got away with more. And so the idea is we're going to try more now and price drop as we need. And mm-hmm. we have the whole deal where you know they've got that that 3D gimmick, so they're going to get a lot of mi- mainstream buy-in by people wanting to play. Do with you that. think
4: people with kids under six will buy it for their after that warning that they received from Nintendo?
0: The one that everybody else in the media is saying is bunk. I don't know. I don't think it's going to matter that much if if that if the media pressure continues as it is right now, where people are pointing out that it's not an issue. Hmm. Mm. Uh, and you know, if your kids want it, I think they'll buy it for them. Because mm-hmm. that's how it works. Because they—that's how it l- works. They're loud, and you want them to shut up.
2: I mean, think about—that's what's been driving the sales of all that uh, DS and Wii shovelware. Yeah. Parent, I'm, I, I got—I'm—I I, know a lot of kids because I, I deal with the big brother, big sister thing. I can't tell you how many times I walk in, I shake my head because I know they got the the stinkiest games on there just because they saw the movie or something like that, or the parents bought Christmas presents and they're. They just get it for them. They don't even think twice.
0: Yeah, it's I'll sad. probably get Ridge Racer because it'll be different than what I normally play. No, that would be getting Pro Evo Soccer, wouldn't it? I'm not buying Pro Evo Soccer. <laughs>
4: oh, I can't decide. So, Quinn and Phil, you guys aren't getting a
2: 3DS launch? I'm to uh, I want to see it. I want to, you know, because you know the three, the whole 3D technology thing. And, granted, this is different technology, but I mean, you know, the movies and stuff like that—they're so hit or miss. So many people go and they see them, and they, you know, they either get a headache. Some of them like them, some of them don't. My wife won't touch it with a ten-foot pole because she gets seasick at the very mention of 3D. So I want to see the technology for myself, and so I'll wait for it to come up in EB Games one day and play around with it a bit before I make my decision.
1: You know I didn't even touch on that. I, and, and, I don't. Uh, I was going to say region lock pretty much determines my decisions because mm. I do I do a lot of importing and well. So you're going to buy Japanese 3ds? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know enough about it. Huh? It's weird.
4: After E3, we're so excited, <laughs> and now everyone's just like, "Well, we'll see."
1: Well, I wasn't excited I, at, at E3 either. I, I, I've been work- been wanting some more information on this for quite a while. So, but It launches like in a month. There's not
4: enough information. I think. W- what piece are you still waiting to fall in place? Um,
0: the dates of all those games, probably.
1: Yeah, dates, uh, specifics, um, and the region lock issue.
0: Well, the region lock, we already know it's happening, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean that—that's already bad news. That—that's yeah. Been delivered. But, I
1: mean, I know it's there. But the question is: is Do I want to work around it? As Uh-oh. in, do I want to import it? Because that's going to cost a lot of money.
0: And so is buying your version of it. Yeah, and these games are more expensive as is. I mean, your version is already like what four three sixty nine British pounds or something. That's crazy. No, I wouldn't.
1: They wouldn't be that expensive.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. They—they like they release the okay. 3DS UK launch price. It's out. I thought it was set by
4: retailer, by each retailer.
0: What did they say? Oh, now we don't have it. I give up. People were complaining about it on a podcast I listen to, and I'm learning that they may have been going off of their their they may have been dumb.
4: You know it's funny. Uh you touched oh, three D
0: okay. I get it now. It was um the idea was it was $369 after the exchange rate because it was like um what 2 229 pounds Right 229 pounds right So yeah. what does that
1: mean 229 is a cost for a console but it's still quite expensive
0: Yeah So what is you uh yeah play.com's offering at 219 Amazon's offering it at two nineteen, so how mm. does that translate for you? Is that expensive? That's probably really expensive, right?
1: Not, it's not. That's not overly bad for a release day console, um, but as I say, compared I mean, to the U.S.
0: Import, price of two,
1: that's the U.S. price. That is rather expensive. It's it's about
0: a hundred bucks more. Yeah, a hundred U.S. dollars more, basically. So, um, if you factor in the uh, import costs, you're kind of even. If, mm. if you want a U.S. one, I don't know about a Japanese one.
1: Yeah, I'd be more interested in importing a Japanese one personally. Okay, then right. do I have to deal with the issue of then having to make sure that I always buy Japanese games, which is going to you know, yeah you higher. would you would they'd be
0: uh, yes you would because do it's I region locked that uh-huh. so so yeah probably not that's so, my holder. sorry <laughs> I I don't know why they are just kicking Britain in the pants like that with the price. It's just not right. I, I can't even wait rich, to see what Australia is what they has think. to pay. Throw all rich Europeans. What's Australia gonna have to pay? Like six hundred dollars.
4: Oh, I feel sorry for Australia already. Ugh. All right. You know I, the funny thing is, really quickly before we get off the 3ds. I mean, when I, I say three, I mean I'm, I say I'm gonna eventually get a 3ds, but the one thing I don't care about at all on this system, and I'm probably never gonna use, is the 3D.
2: Mm-hmm. I just don't really. Yep. I agree. 3D is not something I care about. Yeah. But I mean, without the 3D, isn't it just? I mean, it's it the new
0: Nintendo Portable. It doesn't even look that
2: good. I mean, looking at the screenshots and stuff. I mean, because of course, I you know, when you're watching the videos, it's in 2D, obviously. You well, can't It jump looks, looks PSP
0: one quality, honestly. From what I noticed, a little yeah, bit better than PSP one.
4: It's funny, uh, uh, Robert Boyd. I sent him something about how uh, he was a compl- he, I said he sent something about. Uh, but the DS, we were talking about a conversation, he's like, my main concern about the 3DS is that the 3D won't work well for me. My left eye and right eye are very different. I also get motion sick. So I sent him, well, think of it this way. If you turn the 3D off completely, you suddenly have a 3DS with an eight-hour battery life. Win-win. And he replied back to me. But if I'm going to turn off the 3D, then why don't I just buy an NGP and get a drastically better graphics and better digital downloads? I was about to say, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but without without the 3D, we're, that that just – it doesn't look – definitely doesn't look like a day one purchase to me and uh, yeah well, it would be like you're way, gonna buy yeah, it for the purchase.
4: nintendo exclusives right that's why you're gonna buy it so you can play Paper yeah Mind but i can
3: right i mean i think ultimately what this is going to come down to is in a year from now when we have an idea of what games are coming out game selection is going to be the ultimate decider
2: but then I might as well wait a year or two and get the Nintendo uh, D- 3DS Lite, you know, when the when when the when the ex- Nintendo exclusive catalog or whatever is a bit better anyways. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I'll be you?
0: honest with you. I think that's what mo- most gamers should do. Work on your backlogs, buy the next revision, and, or I mean, wait for a price drop. That's not a bad
4: drop. idea, Phil. It'll probably be smaller. It'll probably have a better battery life than three to five hours. All the good games will be out, and they'll be probably cheaper.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if the 3D doesn't isn't really the hook. I mean if the 3D is really good, I could see myself making a day one purchase and showing it to my friends and having a good time with that. But if it's like you said, the 3D just doesn't really catch on or you're going to just use it in 2D mode anyways, pff, I'm going to wait for the 3DS Lite. I, I am going to get one eventually. I'm never going to sit here and say, no, I'm not going to get one. It's Nintendo. It's a Nintendo handheld. No, you guys are right. They just got too many good exclusives. But you know, I'm looking forward to um, Kid Icarus.
4: But, yeah, I'm surprised yeah. how tepid everyone is. It's like, yeah, we're going to get one. Eventually, or yeah, I'll get one, but
2: that's because they've kind of trained us to wait for the light version. I mean, look they at have trained us too, haven't they? They I mean, trained us. Yeah, the Game, well, Adven- did- Game Boy Advance, uh, you know, coming out with the with the with the SP. what was it called? The SP, and then your DS came out with the you know with a light later on that was vastly better. And I, I
4: don't know. And the turnarounds are so quick on their uh, upgrades
2: too. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. That's our pick of the week.
0: Yep, that's it. <laughs> and I think that ends the podcast. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you're excited now to not get a 3DS and get a... I don't know. Are we telling them to get a PSP2 then? Or tell them to wait on that, right? Wait till E3. Wait till E3. Butler
4: will tell us how much it costs. Yeah, well, good point.
0: You, you don't think the PSP2 is coming out before E3? No. They
4: okay. already said holiday, 2011.
0: Oh, okay, then. Mm, that's a long wait it's a long time for the 3DS to get market share sure is but then interesting.
4: there's like three games I want to play maybe
0: no you're right Um, so we'll have to see in the three month window when that's up all those games see if there'll be any of those that'll be good right right no yeah yeah Uh, I'm not going to go around in circles on this anymore. I got lunch to eat and a girl to drive back to the airport. So uh, thanks for being with us this week. We've enjoyed you being here. Leave us feedback, podcast at rpgamer.com. We want to hear from you. Let us know what you think about 3DS versus PSP2. We'll cover that on the show next week. And um, thanks, everybody, listening in the chat room. rpgamer.com slash live when the show streams, usually 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Easterns on Saturdays. Uh, and we love to have you here, and we'll see you next week. Until then, everybody, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye bye. bye now. Bye now.
1: Bye.